Welcome to the Cold Brew Podcast. It is January 6th, also known as Lockout Day 36. I'm Dave Gasper, joined as always by Matt Carroll, and we are the editors at ReviewingTheBrew.com. Two weeks ago, we had on former brewer Eric Kratz, uh, and we had a great conversation with him on, on this podcast. And if you haven't listened to it yet, I recommend you pause it right here, go back, listen to listen to the last episode, and then come back to this one because we're going from former brewer to future brewer this week. And we have Brewers 2019 second rounder, Antoine Kelly. Antoine, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. Doing well. Life is good. That's good, man. We're, we're in the off season. It's, you know, getting ready for, for a new year. We're about a month or so away uh, from pitchers and catchers reporting. If you guys are able to report, I mean, obviously we've got this lockout going on for the last like month or so. Um, and I know for, you know, that that's not on the major league side, but how does the lockout happening? How does that impact you down in the minor league level? I don't think it does just a normal normal offseason i think just completely normal Not, nothing's changed you're able to to go to team facilities and, and stuff like that honestly i don't even know i'm not <laughs> arizona so like i didn't even like question it like i have no clue i don't really care either honestly all right fair enough all right so um your offseason, it's been going good. You're feeling good. Um, you recovered from thoracic outlet surgery um, th- this past year. How's the body feeling this offseason? Feel- I'm assuming it's feeling much better than last year. Uh, but, but how are you feeling right now b- body-wise? Way better. I can actually throw. <laughs> yeah, throw. It feels fine. Um, nice. Yeah. Last, last season was ridiculous. What was it like trying to, you know, work your way back from that? Um, you're, you, had, you had to miss games, obviously, um, and you want to be out there on the field. But, um, you know, what was it like having to put in that work to try and, you know, not only get back as fast as possible, but also, like, do it safely? It was a grind. It was that rehab life that, like, I was brand new to. That was my first time having, like, yeah, an actual injury where I had to sit out for a while. Um, not even gonna lie, recovering from like the surgery and stuff was fine. Mm. And I was supposed to be ready by minor league camp. Then I fractured my rib during big league camp, so that just threw me off. And then after once I started coming back from fractured rib, I just felt terrible. I don't know what it was, but like, we was just in pain. But I didn't tell them because I wanted to leave. So shout out to ibuprofen. <laughs> ibuprofen, a pitcher's best friend. Yeah. And a double play ball, but that's beside the point. Um, but yeah, so with, I mean, you had the the broken rib there too. And then with thoracic outlet, don't they, I think I remember seeing this summer, don't they remove a rib with that too? Yeah, it was my first rib up here, and it was, like, covering my, my vein. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, my whole arm was swollen and purple and stuff. They took it out, like, went away. Apparently, there's, like, three different kinds of it. 
I had like the blood version, but I've heard there's like like a nervy version where like it just hurts. I don't I don't know. Hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, you know, with, like with that, I mean, that's, that's a, a long recovery process. And then you had that broken rib on top of it too. I mean, that just kind of uh, delayed everything, pushed it back. And then you finally did get around to, to getting back on the field in July. Uh, you get, you know, sent to, to low a Carolina and we're like, Hey, Antoine Kelly's getting healthy. And uh, then you, you go out, you have your start there. And um, I think it was one and two thirds and like two runs allowed. And then you reply back to us and you're just like, Antoine Kelly is rusty. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I think I was, I was barely pushing 90. Ooh, I felt terrible. <laughs> How did it feel though? Just in general, like to get back out on the mound. To get back on the mound. It, it felt good to be in front of like fans and like people that aren't hurt, I guess. Um, <laughs> just to be back in like a baseball environment, it was sick. I was not expecting to feel like crap. <laughs> I did, but you made it work, kind of. Yeah. And so then, I mean, oh, go ahead. Go ahead no, that, was it still just kind of uh, just really just building up that velocity, just building up the arm still? I have no idea what it was. Like even later in the year, my velo would like come back, and I, I would just have like this weird like shooting pain on my arm like, already the whole time. Like, it, was, it was just it was weird, but like my velo was still the same. I, I don't even know. I, I would tell the trainers about it, and like yeah, I don't even know how to like explain. It. No, but I mean, you got back. I mean, there's a lot of rust there to, to shake off. And I mean, now, as you've kind of said, you know, you're, you're going to the off season, you're feeling good, uh, feeling ready for, for spring training. And by the end of the year, were you able to get that velocity all, all the way back? Yeah. I mean, my first two starts, I was probably a little bit down on the highlight. My third, fourth start, I was back to like five, six, seven, occasionally eight. It just didn't feel good. Hmm. that was, was my tank all year yeah and, and that's a that's a tough part about coming back from injuries is i mean not only getting the velocity back but getting the feel back and feeling good again um and, and things life. what i couldn't throw a strike from my life oh yeah that's that was fresh yeah yeah, that's that's definitely gonna be frustrating for you, for the catcher, for your pitching coach, for, yeah. for everyone. Why? I'm trying yeah. so hard, like just throw it down the middle and I end up spiking it or throwing it 50 feet that way. Oh no, that almost sounds like the yips. Yeah, kind of. I guess you could say that. Oh man, but. You're feeling good now. That that's the important part. Yep, feeling great. All right. So, um, I remember during um, 2020, uh, during during the alternate site year, uh, with, with all that, that was when uh, a lot of things really kind of seemed seemed to be uh, 
going well, obviously, before uh, the surgery. I mean, we, we were seeing reports out of there had that you were like the unofficial alternate site MVP. Um, you had, you know, developed your, your secondary pitches. Uh, what was really working for you at, at the alternate training site? What, what really kind of made things, uh, what, what really, what really kind of helped everything click for you there? Honestly, just being about being by a bunch of older guys. I was with one of the younger kids there for like, I spent most of my season in 2019 in the AZO. So like I could just survive on the fastball, but I couldn't do that at the alternate site. So it kind of like, forced me to learn other pitches or like to actually get a feel for it because like I can't I get smoked if I rely on fastball or nothing. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like being by them and like pitching to them every day. Just kind of figuring it out. And like just the environment is it's all were there any uh specific guys there, you know, like fellow pitchers that you got to like share trade secrets with a little bit and kind of uh you know pick up on anything from honestly um everybody i uh i'm like really quiet so i'm not even gonna lie i'm low-key i love to get nervous like asking for like pitching advice and stuff so i would just go out to the bullpens and just like kind of watch mm-hmm. um yeah i just watch their bullpens and like kind of see how they go about it you know and it kind of just yeah and then uh then with all the hitters there uh, with all the guys you faced and and it's a lot of your it, it's it was entirely your your fellow brewers prospects which hitters were the toughest ones for you to face Wh- which ones gave you the toughest at bats um, i forgot his name um he was a catcher mario feliciano no no uh, older older guy um david David Freitas. Freitas. Impossible. Really? He's not like, just like follow everything off. It just pissed me off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating. It was him and then um, Tyrone Taylor. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Very hard. Yeah. Yeah, from all the reports there, Tyrone had had an amazing alternate training site. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, Freitas, Freitas was the 2019 AAA batting champion. So, I mean, yeah. that all, that all makes sense. Yeah. Made it work. <laughs> yeah. I remember when we talked to, uh, Aaron Ashby and, and asked him the same thing. He said, uh, Bryce Terang always just annoyed him when he was up at the plate. <laughs> I could, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. So with, with- I learned this new pitch called the slider. I learned to build it lefties. It was great. You learned his slider? No, not his slider. My own slider. Oh. I just kind of relied off that. Even last year. It was great. Yeah. And your slider, I mean, it really seems to have come along. And I mean, we saw it out of the reports there. And I mean, it's. do you think it's now kind of turned into a, a plus pitch? Is, is that more your go-to secondary pitch? Or is your changeup kind of jumping up there? My change is pretty average, so I had a fastball slider all day. Gotcha. M- mixing a change up every now and then. And yeah. I'm see, still we... not going to lefties, but like, yeah. Yeah, we got to get you talking with Devin Williams um, and just try to learn how to throw his. Because <laughs> yeah. if you can do that, 
<laughs> You're golden. Uh, I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, have you gotten a chance to like talk to to Devin Williams at all, or or any of the the big league guys over the past couple of years? Honestly, no. Like I said, I'm like super quiet. So I, I never really like go out of my way to talk to him. I just I learn from just looking at them. Just watching. Just watching. So. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So what? Uh... What do you see yourself as, like, uh, in terms of a role kind of going on the road? Are you just kind of trying to develop however you develop? Or, like, do you have the feel of, you know, wanting to be a starter or a reliever? Honestly, right now, I'm kind of just going with the flow. Um, mm. I can I probably see myself being a reliever. Uh, I kind of like that to be a reliever, to be honest. Right. I mean, yeah, fastball slider, that's a uh, – that, that seems to work for a couple of guys we know at the upper level, right? Um, it works. I'll take yeah. It. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that Brewers rotation. I mean, you got Burns, Woodruff, Peralta. Um, you got Hauser. You got Lauer. I mean, plus you got Ashby and Small, too, that are that are right there. I mean, that's that's a tough group to, to crack. It'll take me a while to get in there. Not going to lie. Yeah. So, but that bullpen though, bullpen's gonna have plenty of plenty of spots. So, I could sneak my way in there. Yeah, I could just just sneak in with a with a ninety eight, ninety nine mile an hour fastball, you know. And how are your sliders? Is that upper eighties or mid upper eighties? Mid upper eighties. Yeah. So I mean that that's a good that's a good mix. Just sneak right into that into that bullpen. Um. So for um, this off season, uh, what has your, what has your focus primarily been for, for heading into to next year? Has it just been kind of sharpening your pitches or your commander or just kind of staying healthy? What, what's your primary focus been? Just getting my shoulder strong. Typically in a regular off season, I would like get into bulking mode and like just get super duper big. But, um, yeah, I'm just trying to get my shoulder back to normal, healthy. Moving right, shaking not off really, that rust. Yeah, not really focusing on anything specific, just like strength. Like I just do a bullpen yesterday, and like ninety nine two, but that's huge because like my bullpens in the season are like seventy five, eighty. Hmm. Wow, yeah, and especially in January, you don't want to be going, you know, a hundred percent max effort, you know, in, in all your bullpens. Just getting strong. Just been my goal. Strong and flexible and all that crap. Doing yoga and everything. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, my version of yoga. Your version of <laughs> yoga? It's a little lazy version of yoga. But it works. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. The the pose where like at the end where you just kind of lay flat on the floor. That that was my favorite pose to do. My favorite. Especially when you got a phone next to you on TikTok. <laughs> yep. Reaching uh, for TikTok, reaching for the video game controller. That's mine right there. I'm really good at those stretches. Professional <laughs> athletes, guys, are just like us. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, so uh, do you play uh, video games, too, to, like, uh, pass the time as well? Yeah, I, I try to play Call of Duty. Yeah? Try. You try? Very not good at it. 
passes time, so that's true. That's true. Are you are you but are you an Xbox or a PlayStation guy? I'm an Xbox guy. Okay. Okay. Probably the wrong answer. Right. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. Some <laughs> some people think it's a great answer. Some people are gonna think it's a horrible answer, but it doesn't matter to me. But I, just, I had that. GTA four. I've been playing that like GTA four. Man, we're going way back. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what made me want to get it, but I got it. Been addicted to it. Yeah, man. That, when are they going to come out with GTA Six? That that's what I'm more worried about. It's like that, it's been forever since the last one. I think GTA Five came out when I was in my eighth grade. Yeah, right. like it. It's been so long. Twenty-two years old, dude. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it's God. That's been like what. A, I can't I can't do math in my head. It's too early. But that, that's yeah. like what eight, ten. I don't I don't know how many years it's been since the last Grand Theft Auto. But it's time for a new one. It's been a while. Yeah. Five anymore, yeah. It's it's nuts. All right. Um. So for um. Let's kind of go all the way back to when you were drafted. Um, I mean, everyone's, I mean, everyone's got, you know, their own draft story and, you know, really whenever, whenever you ask them about it, you know, it was one of the best days of, of their life. Uh, can you tell us about uh, the day you were drafted and your draft story and getting that call from the Brewers? It was, it was a wild one. I remember the first round took forever and, mm-hmm. uh, my family was watching it together at one point, and then the first ten picks took like four hours. <laughs> yeah, I just like scattered around the house, and then um, second round came. Um, we were all. It was like what? It was almost like midnight, and um, I think whatever. So we were all scattered around. My uncle was like dozing off. Parents were knocked out. Um, and I remember my agent called me a couple of weeks before the Brewers. He told me, like, just keep watching. <laughs> and then he called me, like, right as the Brewers were picking. And I'm like, he said my name. And I, like, just like, I was a Brewers fan growing up. So, like, really? Yeah. And then I heard my name, like, I was, like, fanning out. I didn't know what to say. And my, that's when all my family just like came and like gave me hugs and I, I like didn't know what to say. It was wild. It was just, like, I don't know. That's probably something I'll never forget. Yeah, that that's amazing that you were a Brewers fan growing up in Chicago. I mean, how did that come to happen? <laughs> I was one of those kids. I was I was a big Prince Fielder guy. Oh, same. Who wasn't? <laughs> yeah. It was it was wild. Even like when people ask me about it right now, I don't really know what to say. It's just like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And then to get drafted by your favorite team. I mean, that that's something that I mean, like like everyone grows up, you know, with, with their their favorite teams and everything else. And, you know, most of the times they don't end up going to to play for them or get drafted by them. But but you did. I mean, that that's gotta make it just feel even more special than being yeah. drafted by by anyone else. It was the best. 
I, yeah. It's like the, the, the after getting drafted and then like just driving to Milwaukee. I mean, this is this is real. Like, <laughs> let's get physical in Milwaukee like, to play for my favorite team. It was sick. It was wild. So then uh, that year of being drafted, not uh, not necessarily everyone gets you know put into work right away. Um, but you did, you got the, um, get some games in, uh, down in Arizona there. Um, and then one more in Wisconsin at kind of at the end, um, kind of what, what was that process like? I mean, it's like, you get to, you know, the happiness of, you know, being drafted, but then it's almost like, all right, let's get to work. It went from happiness to like straight up stress. The, <laughs> when I got there, I, it was, I mean, yeah, the AZL schedule is so confusing at first. Because, like, in college, it's the same thing in college, but, like, for some reason, I just didn't get it. Because, like, I, I was overthinking everything. Um, straight up stress for, like, three weeks. And I, like, realized that I see games and call it a day. And then, like, just that all year. I just like, I kind of like stopped caring in a way. It made it all easy. Yeah. And it turned out pretty well. I mean, you struck out like, uh, what was it, 41 batters in like 22 innings or something? I mean, it went all right for you. Shout out to the basketball. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, when you can throw 98, I mean, it helps. It didn't really go well when I went to Wisconsin that one year, that one start. Oh, yeah. Figured it out. That happens. Like, oh, yeah, I might need a, a second pitch. Not not many guys can can succeed with just a fastball, unless you're Freddie Peralta, when, in which case you're just a freaking mutant because Freddie is just – Freddie's insane. Yeah. I don't have that skill. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. All right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you've gone to, I mean, you're at a, you know, Wisconsin, uh, a couple of times, like up with the Timber Rattlers. Um, and now that, I mean, they've moved up to high a and, um, things like that. What's it like kind of now, like having, or, or like being with the affiliate that's also like in Wisconsin, just, you know, not that far away, uh, from Milwaukee. Um, it's, it's cool, I guess. I've only been there for three weeks max. Oh, yeah. I always get there at the end of the year, but I will say my favorite part of going to Wisconsin is it's two hours from home. Mm-hmm. I can just, like, drive home if I want. Other than that, like, I don't really know. I haven't been there long enough. Um, what, I mean, so you got to you know, you got your low A exposure kind of last year um, and then, you know, popped up to Wisconsin for that game. Um, what did you notice, uh, if anything, kind of in the difference between the two levels there? It was the exact same. Yeah? Honestly, like, I know it's no different. Hmm. I mean, the environment, but that's it. Yeah. The fans in Wisconsin are 10 times better than Carolina. Oh, oh, shout out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, 
you're also going to have some of the fans in in Appleton are going to be a lot more like your Brewers fans in general. So, you know, coming to see the the Brewers minor leaguers, whereas in Carolina, I mean, they're just kind of there for for baseball, you know, not as much for, hey, these are the Brewers prospects or whatever. Carolina had all of 20 people there. Ooh. It was quiet all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's crazy. Except when Joey Weimer shows up and does Joey Weimer things. I mean, you, you kind of had a front row seat to to a lot of that uh during the season. What was it like watching a guy like him just go off? I mean, it was it was wild. I've never seen somebody like do that. It was some like video game thing that <laughs> I just saw it in real life. It was sick. Yeah. A million feet. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like he legit murdered baseballs. Like it was, it was insane uh, to watch all that. And I mean, you, you guys had some really, like you guys had a pretty talented team down there in, uh, in Carolina this past season. And we all went to Wisconsin. It was insane. It was, it was fun. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty fun. Yeah. And that seems to be kind of a, a theme throughout the whole Brewers system, like, you know, in the, in the, in the big league clubhouse, you know, a lot of fun there. And in the minor leagues, you know, a lot of fun with those uh, clubhouses, a ball, uh, high, a double a triple a, all of them just kind of seems like everyone's just kind of out there being themselves and, and having fun. And like the team isn't really trying to force anyone to be something that they're not. Have you gotten that kind of feel from the Brewers organization? No, I remember when I first got to Arizona, my first year, the first thing I was told was just to do me. Not like, don't change. Just Unless something's like completely wrong, like, just do me. Mm-hmm. And that's, I've noticed that ever since all, all levels I've ever felt. Just do your own thing. Yeah. And, so now, oh, go ahead. I mean, that kind of, you know, goes into what you're doing now where you've developed uh you know you know that slider is the secondary um <clears throat> sorry to go along with that change up was that more like self-identified was that something like you you know said like hey i want to start working on that or was that something more like the team came up and was like hey we think it'd be a good idea if uh you added this to your mix i mean i've always had it was kind of both i i know in college i kind of needed at least two pitches, but like I never knew how to work on it, you know. But um, once I got to the Brewers, like I did like this whole pitching development thing. Um, and at the Austin side, actually, and uh, yeah, we just did that. And then those little clean fuego balls, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Shout out to those. Those things are those things are cool. That that I don't yeah that helped me kind of figure it out. I don't know how. I'm not going to ask any questions. (laughs) As long as it works, that's, that's all that matters. Um, Yeah. yeah. And and that, uh, that pitching development program uh, with with the Brewers, they talk about has done uh, really well in recent years. And I mean, that 2019 draft class uh, you were a part of uh, just loaded up on them. And it was, it was probably my favorite draft class uh, in recent memory because I had been, pounding the table for more left-handed pitchers in this organization for years. 
And then they draft Ethan Small and you back to back. And I'm just like, oh, thank God. Finally, <laughs> we got some tall lefty pitchers. Um, it is it is great. And I mean, there was, I think, seven of the first 17 rounds uh, they drafted lefty pitchers, which is great. I'm, I'm finally happy to see to see the focus on it. And I mean, coming with the big size, too, because like you can't see it from here, but I'm six, eight. Uh, and was a left-handed pitcher forced into early retirement because, um, you know, ineffectiveness. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, but like, you know, another tall, uh, long-levered um, left-handed pitcher that could throw 20 miles an hour harder than I could. Um, just kind of great to see added to the, added to the mix. It's cool, I guess. All right. So, uh, heading into, heading into this next season, um, what are your, your goals, uh, that, that you really want to want to hit? Is there any sort of, uh, either level you want to hit or, or any sort of stats, uh, that, that you want to, to reach or, or anything like that number of innings or, or something like that? Just trying to stay healthy and keep the walks down. I think I walked like 20, 30 people last year. That's how to go. Oh yeah. I thought I had it down, and then I got body slammed by TLS. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then you got to shake that rust off and, and get it back. Yeah. He always assumed that you know the guy kind of starts uh, season the season they were at before so high a you have any idea that you could possibly end up uh taking a leap past that or i suppose you wouldn't know that at this point right we're starting off next year yeah i mean i imagine i'd go back to wisconsin i was there for like i won't start there mm-hmm. i'd probably go back there hopefully hopefully yeah and then uh also starting this next year uh, housing is getting taken care of for all uh, all minor leaguers. No longer having to having to search for your own housing. Is that, I mean that that seems like from the stories that we've seen is that that's gonna be like a big reliever of stress for for a lot of you guys down in the minors. I mean, last year we were just tossing hotels. So I didn't really like. I mean, it is what it is, I guess. I haven't had the like stress of looking for an apartment. I mean, like I would like do it out of my own, like just because I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I was like get tossed in a hotel. Yeah, right. It was a pretty solid hotel. It's not like a crappy one. So I, I didn't really hmm. ever experience that part of my league life here. Well, that's good at least because some of those some of those stories are just like whoa. Um, yeah, that's that's that, that's good. Um, so. One more thing that, that I wanted to ask you was uh, what is the best piece of advice or coaching uh, that you have received as a player that, that you might want to pass down to uh, other players and, you know, young players trying to, trying to work their way up, but what's the best piece of advice that uh, you either received or, or that you could give to them? I get this all the time from my agent. Um, they just tell me to keep it simple. Relax. Just have fun. That's, that's it. 
I, I know sometimes even I, I get like so stressed out and like so pissed at baseball that I start sucking when I'm trying to do way too much. But like once you relax, have fun with it, you know, it's like, you'll be all right. Good at baseball, you know? Yeah, nice, absolutely. Uh, Matt, do you have anything else? No, uh, I, I mean, I feel like I could take that advice in just normal life, yeah, like keep it simple. And with baseball, like it's a game, it is a game after all, right? Exactly, especially with life. I'd be overthinking everything, like, I'm not even gonna lie, like, I have to pay my rent, if not, like, just tripping about it. Keep it simple. Yeah, keep it simple. Uh, great message uh, there, Antoine Kelly. Thanks a lot, man, for for joining us on on the pod this week and, and spending some time with us, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and best of luck this next year. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for us this week on the Cold Brew Podcast. We'll see you again next week for another episode of the cold brew pod be sure to follow uh, and subscribe and, and follow us on twitter at cold brew underscore pod we'll see you next week for another episode of the cold brew podcast